welcome to the Wrestling Heroes and Insiders Podcast, aka The Whip Show. Your co-hosts, Deshaun Whip Dog Whipple and Devastating Daryl Pace, each and every week will bring in some of the top pro wrestlers from around the world. I'm talking WWE, WCW, Impact Wrestling, NWA, and more. So sit back, get your favorite drink, and listen to some great stories told by those amazing and sometimes crazy pro wrestling superstars. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a very special edition of the Wrestling Heroes and Insiders podcast, a.k.a. The Whip Show. See, this episode is different because we're going to go live. No net, no editing, just us and our guest tonight. So ain't no telling what he can say. I can't beep him out tonight. Normally our show is PG-13, but we're going to see what's going to happen. Well, you know what it is. I am Deshaun Whip Dog Whipple, and I am here with my tag team partner. Devastating Daryl Pace. Again, live here, live from a multitude of locations, right? Live via satellite, man. Our first time ever. I'm so excited. We've never (laughs) done it before. Now, Daryl, I got to ask you. You were the one that wanted to go live, but you know our guest is liable to say anything tonight, man. He's liable to say anything, man, but I wanted it to be raw, right? I wanted it to be uncooked, you're right? I wanted it to be unfiltered. And if they take us off the air, if we get banned, then so be it, but we have to let this man loose. Let him tell his story like never before. And I want anybody to say it was filtered, edited, cut, anything like this, we're live, unsanctioned. All right, man, if you say so, let's go ahead and do it, man. Well, I want to introduce our guest tonight. He was on season one, and he was one of the most highest-rated episodes that we had. From the Samoan dynasty, from the Samoan lineage, and this man not only can kick your ass, he knows a good bottle of vino. (laughs) <laughs> Can we give it up for my guy, Toa Mayavia? How you doing, man? Oh, my God. What a hell of an entrance right there. Thank you very much, brother. Guys, it's great to be back on here again. My God. And speaking of the whole Vino, yeah, we had to start up immediately once we, uh, once we started going live here. This is going to be awful. You sure? I, you know, I had to ask. I had to ask myself, you sure that these guys want you back on here? It's just going to go terribly, terribly wrong. Um, I don't want y'all getting cut off uh, off the internet. I mean, God knows there are worse things on internet than than uh, than us. But at the same token, well, you know what though? I'm glad you said it because truth be told, the first time we had you on there, we were just trying to understand your career. But we know you now, so we could just kick the Willie Bobos and just talk it out. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, well, sir. first, be first things first. How you been, man? Since the last time we talked to you, because of you, we were actually able to have a season two, man. Really? So how you doing, man? Thank you for that. Well, shit, I didn't even know that. When you said that it was the highest rated, whatever, I, 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 first of all, I'm like, wait a minute, these guys are just blowing my spot here. I, I don't know what we're talking about here. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you, man, I, I enjoyed the last time that we were here. I'm really, really happy to be back again. Uh, honestly, everything's been doing pretty good right now. Uh, I'm just chilling out and 
getting my own moves making between going uh, between education, doing music, my kids, life. I mean, everything's been doing good, man. I can't really complain about a thing. Yeah. Now, last time we talked to you, we were in a pandemic, and then we uh, thought we was getting out of it. Then we started having spikes again around the country, man. So uh, I got to ask again, how are you handling all the pandemic stuff? Okay, so we've set up a private room at the house where I can, you know, kind of sit there in the corner and, and, and weep myself to death and kind of rock back and forth and, and just hope that everything's going to end and, you know, eventually the hopey changey thing's going to happen. Who knows? No, in all seriousness, though, in all seriousness, everything's been really good. My family's holding up. I'm holding up. We're doing all right, man. Despite, uh, despite the, the, the spikes that are going on in our, in our state, like right now, you, uh, this tree behind me, I'm over at my family's house over in, uh, over in New Jersey for, for everybody out there who, who speaks Spanish. Nueve Jersey. No, don't listen to me. No, that's a lie. Um, but anyway, uh, so here we are in New Jersey. But uh, back home over in North Carolina, obviously, if you look at the stats right now, uh, everything's still in the incline. Um, you know, there are a lot of, you know, there's a lot of debates going on right now where people are either doing what they're supposed to or they're not doing what they're supposed to. Either way, I know me and my family have been doing everything that we can to protect ourselves, to do what we can. And, um, you know, whatever ends up happening from now, hopefully all we can do is hope and pray that, that things are, will end up mellowing out, that, um, you know, the, 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 the rise in COVID cases and the situation with the pandemic will end up easing down uh, sooner than later. You know, sure. that's all we can hope for. For sure. Now... One thing we didn't get to talk about when we had you on last season, you didn't tell us you were part of a very popular movie. Oh, with your IMDb no. credits that you have. <laughs> uh, would you like to talk about that movie that you were a part of, sir? So I was very, very fortunate to be a part of the movie The Wrestler, which was directed by Darren Aronofsky. Um, he... Uh, he enlisted my uncle Afa as uh, the trainer for the movie. Um, originally, new uh, fun facts for you. Um, originally, Nicolas Cage was signed to be the wrestler. He was signed for Mickey Works Park. Part he was the original guy for for the movie, and that didn't end up panning out for whatever reason. Uh, I guess you know that just is what it is. But. Um, but then the next person that stepped up was Mickey Rourke. And I'll tell you, man, it was, it was a pleasure to, to work with Darren and with Mickey and, and just being able to be a part of that huge, huge scene, uh, being a part of a, 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 a nominated uh, movie and uh, a, 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 an award-winning movie like that. It was, it, was, it was a great experience. It really was. And it's funny, I, I compl sometimes I completely forget about certain things and it's just one of those things. I maybe, maybe it was this, maybe it had to do with this, who knows. But <clears throat> funny enough, um, the, if you look at the credits too, like IMDB has me listed for the movie. If you look in the credits of the movie though, they screwed up the name not only, not once, but twice. So I think it was like, my, I don't know, they, misnamed, they misspelled the name, all this other nonsense. So I don't even bother with it. It's like, yeah, okay, that dude that says, yeah, yeah, that's me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want to touch base on that, but right quick, yeah. I want to shout out Mike Val. They just said, uh, ah, they Mike. 
I know you in town. I need to see you, bro. So, uh, listen, what, Mike, I don't come cheap. So you, you remember this. Okay. Actually, no, Mike, Mike Val and, and his wife and uh, everybody with uh, Mike, my buddy, Scott Riley, all of them, um, uh, Scotty, Dana, everybody, everybody in my Jersey crew. Cause I have to, I, I just have to say it that way because there are multitudes, which I'm here in, in, in New Jersey right now. And I'm going to be trying to catch up with everybody. Uh, cause it's been a minute here, but to, to Mike Val specifically, Mike, I still owe you a power bomb, sir. Woo! You better <laughs> talk your ish, man. <laughs> I no, just no, talk, so like, like I talk no. shit all day long. That's what I do. <laughs> Obviously, you know, a lot of wrestlers are transitioning to doing movies and things of that nature. Um, but yeah, I gotta, totally. you know, as wrestlers, we're used to what? One take, go live, yep. that's it. Yep. That's it. When you start, when you transition to the movie and you heard the concept of hurry up and wait mm -hmm. or at Okay, good time, good scene. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Yep. Were you able to handle that? Because I actually Stone Cold said, even though he's done movies, he really don't like it because he doesn't like the repetitiveness of the the shots and everything. How did you like that, man? Well, and I mean, look, I had minor part in it. It's I wasn't like uh like smooth Tommy Swade had a had a major part in it. Uh, Tommy Farah, if you if you look him up. Um, if you look up any of the guys that were there that actually had um, FaceTime with Mickey during those multiple scenes, um, those are the guys that you really need to talk to about that. Because personally, my, my opinion on is, if you know, again, as, you're, as you put it before, you know, wrestlers, one take, that's it. We're not screwing around. That you only have one shot to pop everything out. So coming from the music end, and the way that, that, that I do on music uh, and the way that I do with writing and the band that I work with does their thing, that first take is where you put all your heart into everything. That's where everything comes out immediately. The more you do it, the less feeling, the less emotion you get doing it. So after a while, it's like, okay, take 20. It's like, now you just run through the motions, you know? Uh, I've been there before and I understand and yeah, yeah. I will say this, if they have good craft services, which is the catering, because oh. if they don't, man. Look, all, all I'm saying is if you ain't getting fed well, you're not going to act well. If you ain't going to act well, well, that makes or breaks the difference of either, you know, getting an award or, you know, just becoming, you know, just going out immediately on DVD, you know? <laughs> We got word here from Mike Bell that he's sitting next to Scott. No. Ah! Okay, so, Scotty. He's another one. Hold on a second. Scotty, come here, come here, come here, come here. Hold on. Hold on. Let's pull this up real quick. Scotty, I'm going to invade your home, and you're never going to know when it happens. But when it does, you're going to be there. And when that happens, another rock bottom for you, buddy. Woo! <laughs> you heard it. You heard it. <laughs> well, well, tell so one thing I want to touch base on too that we, we we slightly touched base on the last time, but I want to go a little deeper into it. Your music, mm. right now, obviously, and like I, I spoke on earlier. Normally, I would have a drink with me, 
but uh, I might have drank a little bit before the show. So I'm about $150 down. So I ain't drinking right now. I'm just talking. But Shame, uh, Shame on you. You need to have a sipper. Shame on you. I was with my buddy, and we were talking about music in general. And he was saying, right now with this pandemic, when you can't really have shows, I mean, you can have the outdoor shows, but even that's kind of... Sure. The internet yeah. is the only thing that's going to save people to push mm -hmm. forward. Absolutely. What do you think about that as it relates to your music, man? So this pandemic has really screwed up. And, and I feel for a lot of guys that are, a lot of guys and girls that are trying, that are trying to pick up the pieces during the situation because a lot of them are trying to get the music out there, which the internet, a wonderful, wonderful tool if you use it properly. However, on the flip side of that, heavily saturated with all different types of music, all different types of acts. And now everybody's turning toward the internet to create a pseudo live act situation. Um, I was just recently involved with a group called Public Music Television, PMT. Great bunch of folks over in North Carolina, uh, main base out in Raleigh. Um, they were trying really, really desperately to uh, to, to really give uh, live entertainment to people in North Carolina based on all of the local bands and the acts that were out there. And they were trying so hard to, to really put something together. I was very supportive of them, still am. Um, and, and they really tried their best. And unfortunately, there's just between heavy saturations of the internet with every single musical talent of all different genres that you could think of trying to do the exact same thing um, to not really getting a chance to bridge out their work um, despite, you know, uh, areas that are trying to open up more and allowing public places to be able to uh, display uh, musical talent again and to be able, you know, bars, restaurants, things like that. It's a very tough situation. Um, my heart goes out to all of them because we're the, me, my band, my music, the, 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 the groups that I work with, we're, we're trying to work out and navigate those situations too, man. And I have a lot of, I, I have to say that to every person that's trying to get their music or trying to get anything when it comes to performance art out there to the public, Keep doing it. Keep pushing. Keep doing what you're doing. Because honestly, we all need it right now. Everybody needs a damn distraction with everything that's going on around us right now. Keep doing what you're doing. We're doing it. You guys, every one of you needs to do it. All right. Uh, and, and all I could do is that if there's any way that me, my band, my, my bands, my groups, the people that I'm involved with, if we can ever help any, in any way, shape or form, get in contact with me. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Um, you know, just find me. Let's see what we can all do. Cause man, we are all in a collaborative effort to make things happen here. And right now we all have to shift based on what the situation is right now. So let's make it happen. For sure. And I, I Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Daryl. I'm just going to throw one in, Tori, getting a question about the tax, you know, what's going on from the Samoan family. What's up with the tax? And do you have any Samoan heritage tats? Can, can you can you tell us about the ink work? Wait, oh the the tats. Yeah. Oh, so okay. So here's the thing. Um, full disclosure: this is not 
all of the stuff that's on this arm right here to start is not traditionally done. However, everything that's been done on this arm, uh, anything that's been done on my body has been done by a very good friend of mine here in Atlantic, uh, in Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey. His name is Tattoo Tony Rodriguez. His shop is uh, Under My Skin Tattoo. He has been doing this He's been tattooing for 25 to 30 plus years. I mean, he learned, he, he learned the old school ways. He knows exactly what he is doing. He is one of the best out now, one of the most well-known too, because I mean, he, this guy used to uh, tour with Brett Michaels of Poison. Uh, he's, he's been working in Jersey and worked all over the place for, for multiple years. He's the only guy that I allow to, to put anything on me. Um, with that said, he's also the guy that has done a lot to study the Samoan style of tattooing and also the patterns and the designs uh, that have kind of built up over many, many, many years. So uh, Tattoo Tony Rodriguez, he is the absolute shit. And uh, that's as simple as I can get. And he's a guy who not only is good at what he does, but he also continues to learn and educate himself uh, to be able to become better. And I mean, you would think after 30 years or so uh, in the business that that would be it. That would be the end all be all. But this guy, he continues to learn. He continues to experience to be able to make his craft and his art better and teaches other people how to do the same. He's tough, but he is a great guy. He is an absolutely great guy. So pertaining to the ink going on my arm and anything else that I have on my body, which is just the arm, the back, that's that's where I get my ink from, and that's where everything has been inspired from. Nice. So your 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 dad, the high chief, right, was known for the the full like uh, you know waist and legs. Yeah, the short the, the us, short pants. Yeah. The short. Tell us a little bit about what is the the heritage tattooing like. What what is that? What's it about? Like what's what's the story behind that and the family, right? Because many members of the family have different crests and things going on. The tattoo especially in his case was meant for him the design the placement everything in his tattoo was his story based on his uh on the tattoo artist's interpretation of who he was and that's how it usually is that's the the, the it's funny because i just recently um well, not just recently, over multiple years, uh, I've been speaking to uh, the nephew of the person that that did my father's tattoo. And we've been talking about ways to doing the same on me because this is a this is a birthright because his tattoo represents uh, his position in the Samoan culture as high paramount chief. And because of that, and because this is inherent to, to my bloodline and my family, I'm also, uh, I also have right to do this. Um, the pattern and the placement are all a story on how a person, on how, on who the person is that wears it. Um, his representative Tatao was of of his high paramount chief status in Samoa, so it's an amazing honor, and it takes a lot. It's um, it, it it's for him. It took 
his tatao took three days in comparison to what should normally take several weeks to do. He almost died of blood poisoning because of it. Uh, he ended up getting it, and I'm, I know I'm kind of shooting from one at point A, point B, point Z, but all of these things um, are just kind of tying in little by little because of, of what the stories that were told to me uh, by my uncle, by uh, uh, colleagues of my father, people that knew him the best. Um, he had a chance to be able to wrestle in Samoa. He was able to uh, uh, get his tatao because the people wanted to make him a high paramount chief. He said, well, you have three days. Okay. So three days, he sat there with animal bone combs and just tapping away. He almost died of blood poisoning because of it, but he survived. He did well. And because he was able to get the full, the full suit, he was indo indoctrinated as high paramount chief of, uh, of his people. And it was an amazing story. It's, it, he was, because of it, he was considered um, the Iron Man of Samoa. And that's why he is as highly revered as he is. That's what's up. And yo, just got Chris Willett. Shout out to you, Chris. He just jumped in. He said, uh, High Chief, you're referring to Peter Maivia. And absolutely, yes, he is referring to the High Chief, uh, Peter Maivia. But that brings my next question. Um, for people that don't understand, the high chief um, family moniker and everything. What exactly is the high chief? People don't know what that means. So being the high paramount chief of Samoa means that you are the man that speaks for all the tribes in Samoa. You're the one that you are the figurehead. He was a member of the United Nations. He was a head figure of his people to be able to speak for his people. He presided over meetings to be able to speak with families, their concerns, their worries, their um, dissensions, whatever, whatever that they needed for their people, for their families, and for their, uh, for their respects. He was there to represent them. It, was, it's, it is truly the highest honor that you can get, which unfortunately, as I hear from some of my Samoan family now, the, the title has, the titles of Matai now in comparison to some of the, the, the ones back in the past when my father you know, was able to be a high, a high paramount chief, um, the, the title has kind of gotten watered down. And it's a shame because I feel that people, I feel my people need stronger representation. I do hope that my nephew, Dwayne, who I know is trying to push for um, better leadership now and better representation, not even so much leadership, but better representation. Uh, people like him, people like Roman Reigns, people like, um, you know, uh, people of our culture, I think they're trying to get representation at this point. So that way they're seen more, they're heard more not just on a, on a level where it remains in, uh, in Samoa, but also you know, worldwide. You know, we're, we're looking at many of our people here that are in the States that 
uh, are very unrepresented. And I hope that I hope that for the efforts in my nephews, my my cousins, myself, I hope we're all doing everything that we can to make sure that we represent our people. And that's that's all we can over that's all we can hope for. I'm glad you touched on that, man, because um we were blessed to have for our season finale the Samoan Storm off of Noy Jr. on the show, and he was yep. amazing. And by the way, he validated my uh, Hogan story about <laughs> Alpha. He said it was true. He said Alpha, he said his dad did it to him too. He yep. became a police officer. And I said, <laughs> he said the Hogan story is totally true. If y'all didn't hear it, make sure you go back. Yep. Yeah, seriously. It was a good that was a good episode too, by the way. Yeah, oh, y'all okay. need to check that out. <laughs> Thank you, man. And if you have any questions, make sure you throw them in the comments. But one thing we talked to him about was I asked him directly, I'm gonna ask you as well. In wrestling, especially in the 70s and 80s, and even into the 90s, stereotypes. Yeah. Uh, with brothers, we had to do the, the cocoa butt. You know what I'm saying? We, or, or Samoans didn't wear shoes. And I asked him directly, was the, were you guys offended by some of the stereotypes? Or did you look at it as, it's us, we're showing our life? So... So how do you feel? Were you offended by some of the wrestling things that tropes and stereotypes that were going on or no. did it bother you? No, it's too e look, it's too easy for people to get offended about things. It's uh, we Okay, so to get uh, to to let me let me put it to you this way. It took a long time and to kind of recap back from the interview I had with you guys in season 1. Um, it took a long time for me to get acquainted with my family on the Samoan side. So nothing really offended me then. And even getting to know my family and knowing more and more about my heritage, my culture and everything else, and then seeing all these different things that everybody stereotyped, I, I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm still not offended by any of it. Look, look, we're... <sighs> People who, anybody who's a wrestler has to have a thick skin in the first place, all right? There is shit that everybody has to deal with and just say, you know what? Okay, people are people. People do what they do. They are who they are. They come from where they come from, okay? To get offended as a person dealing with all of this stuff and, and, and having an image thrown out there, you know what? I can't say that I'm offended because it helped, it helped us. It helped our people to be able to get out there as a, even as a frontline image, as first image right there for people to say, oh, these are these people. This is how they do this. This is how they do that. And then eventually you see over many years an evolution. People grow. People tend to do things. Whether, and it doesn't matter what culture, what heritage, what, what, uh, what race, what anybody does. Yeah. The, the main thing is evolution. So, yeah, maybe we don't all wrestle barefoot anymore. Okay, for the, and I'm speaking on the Samoan end. Maybe we don't wrestle barefoot anymore. Maybe we don't wear the loincloths or the, 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 the grass skirts. Maybe we don't do this and that anymore. But it doesn't change who we are. We're just evolving, just like everybody else. So that's, hopefully that answers that question. 
and respect to that, because I, I totally agree. Um, you go, like you said, you go from the, back in the day to some on the SWAT team to what we got with the Usos yeah. and Roman Reigns now. You know what I'm saying? So I, 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 I totally agree with that. But another thing we talked to Alpha Jr. about, we asked him about Daryl asked who was the toughest, and it wasn't true that you boys, y'all not against a good Donnie Brook, if you will. Um, I messed with you one time on Facebook and said, I can tell you like a good drink, but I can tell you're not scared to uh, throw them <laughs> hands either, man. So would you <laughs> agree with that, that you, you like to enjoy a good fun situation as well? Now, before you answer that, I'm going to jump in for one oh, second. Okay. One for second. Ah, I was wondering. You, I was wondering when you were going to come in this. I'm jumping in now. So when it comes to these podcasts, reviews, whatever, we hear a couple names. We hear Harley Race was a tough man. We've heard Dynamite Kid was a tough man. Yeah. Then we hear Haku slash the all anyone from the islands. Now, now, they're, what they're basically saying is Haku and the Samoan family are the toughest people in the business. Outside, maybe a couple other people. I'm um, yeah. To to, to to Deshaun's point, you know, are uh, you living up to that to that namesake as the toughest man in the business? Like, uh, how do you guys just get, you know, so tough? Like, uh, it's you know. it's not about being tough. It really isn't. It is about being humble. It's about when when certain occasions arise, you have to act accordingly. And the, the, admittedly, there are multiple members of our family that are just straight up badasses. I'm not going to lie. But in general, we're pretty, we're pretty easygoing people. Don't hurt us. Don't, do not, it's not even about us. Don't hurt our own. Don't hurt our own. Don't do something that's going to, to affect the way that we see you because we want, excuse me, personally, I'll speak on my own behalf. I don't, I try to give a hundred percent to a person, meaning that I will give you a hundred percent of me and I will give you a hundred percent of trust in who you are as a person. And either you are going to screw that up or you're gonna validate what I feel about you. When you don't, then I know that I need to be guarded. If I have to guard myself, that means that I have to make sure that if you're gonna do anything toward me or toward my own, that you're damn right, I'm going to make sure that it's gonna be at mine and ours before yours. But in the beginning, you will always get 100%. It is up to you as of how you take that 100%. And it's up to you as of how you, how you act accordingly to that. So for, to kind of tie in the rest of my family, some of us are Hellions. Some of us are not. Some of us are a little more, uh, are, are, some of us are savage. Some of us are a little more reasonable. Either way, it's all or nothing. We'll give it to you 100% as long as you give us 100%. If you don't, well, then we'll know you for your true color. 
And that's it. Y'all heard that. I didn't have to say it. You heard it from him. But by the way, um, Freddie Gordon Jr. just says he has a mean chest slap. <laughs> so, <laughs> I knew this was going to come up tonight. Okay. So, Freddie, I'm going to say this one more time. I warned you. <laughs> you didn't listen. I understand alcohol might have been involved. <laughs> but I warned you. I warned you multiple times. And I love you. You're a great guy. You are. And I can't wait to see you next Sunday. And, yeah, that's going to happen. We're going to see each other next Sunday. I got to meet him. Uh, quick story on that. I got to meet him last Sunday. So uh, one of my friends uh, I got to hang out with when I first came back up to Jersey to hang out with, uh, with family, with friends. Um, excuse me. Uh, I got to hang out with a very good friend of mine, old friend of mine from high school, uh, Darian Barnes, who uh, played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, one, he got a chance to be able to play and win in the Super Bowl, and I believe that was 2003. And um, and him and I have been friends for years, years. Um, I got to hang out with him and his wife and his kids, and they're beautiful family, beautiful family. And um, and I got to meet Freddie. <laughs> Freddie, cool guy, really, really nice guy. And I'll tell you, Freddie, I cannot wait to see you again on Sunday, man. Um, Freddie loves wrestling. He is a through and through wrestling fan. And I turned around and I told him because he was talking about Roman Reigns and he was talking about Dwayne Johnson. He was talking about all these people. I said, okay, so I'm going to tell you who I am. I'm going to tell you my family. I'm going to tell you who this, 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 and this is. And one thing led to another, you know, good food, good company, a little bit of this. Um, and he wanted a wrestling move done. <laughs> oh, you know how that is. So, so I, I asked him several times. I was like, the only thing that I can do based on the house situation, I was like, I can give you a chop. I said, you sure you want to do this? He's, and, and things got silly that night. And he... Uh, he, he, he felt invincible. Okay. All right. You sure you want to do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So he got a chop. Didn't feel it. And it, he, he got a chop and he superstarred it completely. Wow. And then superstarred so much to the point where he wanted to act like The Rock and start yelling, If you smell! Wait, wait. Hold on. Ow! So he got a couple of more. <laughs> Freddie, shout out to you for taking that big chop, dog. And he was good up until the next day. And now I have people <laughs> wanting to kill me because I almost killed him. No, I didn't almost kill him, but he, I, I knew that he was going to end up growing a third nipple at that point. You know? <laughs> Yo, Bret Hart one time said, one of the realest things in the business is them slaps. Yeah. Them chops. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I didn't, I didn't exactly go Chris Benoit on his ass. Actually, I could have, I could have, and then that that would have went, that would have went where it would have been from here all the way to here, and it would have been like this. 
And knowing you, knowing you, sir, you know what this means. There's a difference between certain things in the way you do things. Uh -huh. That's what I'm gonna say. Uh -huh. we, we got a question out here. We got a question out here. This question uh, about about you know the women, right? You know, whether in the wrestling business or rather in the uh, the music business. You know, crazy women stories. Any crazy women stories? The women go crazy for you. What, what's what's the story with the females? <laughs> really? Um, I, I wish I had one. I don't. I, I really don't. Um, when I was wrestling, I didn't have any like anything like that. And in music, you know, you you don't even for for me at least when it comes to music, I don't have anything like that. It's just, we say, you know, we perform, we don't, you know, for me, okay, there are a lot of people and I can't, I can only speak for myself. For myself, there wasn't ever really anything like that. There was no, oh, all these women and all this. No, there was none of that nonsense. And if you're working in an independent circuit, you might want to be careful as to who you're around in that particular situation, you know? Um, uh, oh, 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 I think I just touched a nerve. <laughs> hey, yo, yo, Daryl, that's a whole nother show, baby. Because <laughs> what's going on right now, we're not allowed to talk about it because everything is going on. But uh, there was there a are too many people rats, online right now, damn it. <laughs> Oh man, I was trying not to do that. I was trying not to go I, I, down we, that route. We ain't trying to get in trouble either, so we 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 gonna go somewhere else. Uh, what trouble? Wait, question. what? What's this way shit? Hold on. <laughs> you actually have another question on the table. Um, okay. Back, Chris. Shout out, to Chris. He says, "I'm sure Toll has gotten this a lot, but what is it like being a member of such a highly respected wrestling family and the son of a high chief?" So it's, it's an honor and it, it's the whole blessing and curse thing. So being the member of the, of this big, big, big family is a wonderful thing. Um, it, it's amazing because you, you know, at some point you're a part of something bigger than yourself which is what everybody in general wants to be a part of, you know, you know, they, they want to be involved in something greater than themselves. It's hard to kind of talk about it because in all honesty, and I'm, I think this is actually the, this is only the second time that I, this is the second time I'm saying this because the first time that I've said this, I've only admitted it to, to people close to me. Um, I never really thought about it. And I didn't because uh, my father passed away very early in my life. I lived a different life from the rest of the Samoan family. But I gotta tell you, from where I stood in my life and where I grew up, how I grew up, I'm thankful for it. It was something that that molded me to the man that I am now. And I hope that's worth something. I really do. Um, I do, I, I'm, I'm honored in the fact that I have a name that represents a level of greatness. 
but I never really thought heavily to a point where I'm like, oh, I'm part of this, I'm part of that. Some people might, but I, I don't. It, it's not it's not something that's detrimental to me. It, hopefully that answers that. For sure. We um, got a question I just got inboxed from, this is from the legendary T. Brown, a long-term uh, fan of ours. Uh, if you could work a match with any long retired or former wrestler, someone around like in the early 80s, who would you choose? Damn, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. But I'll tell you, I th I've had thoughts of this. And I mean, um, if I were to do anything on a gimmick level, I would... I would either, I would wrestle on a gimmick level. I would want to exact revenge on Bob Backlund because that man, and I have a lot of respect for him because I, I, I got to meet him. He is a, a very soft-spoken, very, very nice individual. And, and I know him and my father had, had notorious past. And he is a really, really, really great guy. Don't take anything that I'm saying right now against his character or against who he is but it would be a hell of a gimmick to have the son of the man that he beat for uh, that he ended up bloodying and beating for that championship belt i also have had multiple thoughts well, I could say where I want to go with this, but if I did it, um, we'll say that it would give an amazing, it would give away an amazing angle that if I were to ever step in the ring again, would be implemented so beautifully that even Vince McMahon would pick up. And that's all I'm going to say. With that being said, you just triggered a new segment for us that we're going to carry on for oh, the rest shit. of the season. <laughs> Am I on season Thank three? <laughs> but you just triggered a new segment. I'm going to call it Book Yourself. Oh. If you are in WWE, AEW, wherever, right now, what would you do if you could book yourself on the top of the card with somebody give me a three minute storyline with the person and what you would do oh shit that's a good one that is a yes. very good one. you've you've been thinking about this one i can right. tell yeah, it just... the booking that i would have to say would be okay so i think the best angle that could possibly work given that you have Dwayne in his, in his spot, you have Roman Reigns in his spot, you have the Usos in their spot. If you notice a pattern just in the Usos, in uh, Roman Reigns, they're all on Hawaii's. Without getting too far into a detail, all I can say to you is, wouldn't it be amazing if the son of the one that brought all of the Samoans, all of the Polynesians, 
into professional wrestling glory was the one that stepped up and took it back over. Mm. I like it. I like it. I like that. I know what you know, something about that, you know, in our lifetime, we've seen the nation. We've seen, you know, all, we've seen Hispanic groups, you know, Latino world order. We've seen the nation. But we mm -hmm. haven't really seen, a, a, and we have, like, all this talent, the Samoan talent, but they've never had an opportunity to really, and maybe, and I'm thinking it's political, right? Because they, you yeah. got a lot of great talent, them all grouped together. Anything in wrestling is political. You know that. But we haven't seen that. Like, and they have, we have a whole family of all yeah. this talent. Why have we not seen that group? Well, so wouldn't it be amazing to have a, let's say, a, a, a real, true family feud? The difference is that you've obviously seen the expansive amount of the Onawai family, right? But there's only one Maivia right now that's in representation. So, would it not be amazing for the Maivia to build the following that he needed, which would ultimately bring up a lot of Polynesian wrestlers that are in the indie circuit mm -hmm. and really build some amazing feuds and uh, some interesting movement for multiple Polynesians from the indie circuit up to the mainstream. That's just my thought on it. But I like it. I like it. And I'm glad you touched on that because they're, like you said, there's a multitude of Polynesians and they're not just in WWE. They're everywhere. They're in New Japan, uh, Ring of Honor, everywhere. But I got to ask this. I know the answer, but I want the fans to know. I'm not going to say unfortunately, but all these years, whenever there was Polynesian wrestlers, everybody always assumed they were automatically related, true or false. Sure. There's Samoa Joe. And they always put Joe on an island of his own. Mm -hmm. Is there a relationship at all with Joe or no? I'm, can, I, I'm saying yes. And I'm going to, uh, I'm saying yes because I'm, if you're a, if you're a Samoan, all right, now listen, uh, the thing about being on a, a, a tiny chain of islands in the middle of the Pacific Ocean and having all of these islands in the middle of nowhere all of these people built relationships with each other they have some sort of common bond with each other so i don't look at it like for me i don't look at it as who's your family who are you related to who is your no we're all related we are all family now, when it comes to, you know, relationships and all that stuff, I'm not even going to get into that, not into that because, uh, again, tiny chain of islands. But the long story short, and that was the joke part, um, I don't consider any member of the Samoan culture, the Tahitian culture, the Fijian culture, the Tongan culture, all of us are supposed to be family because we are so we are such a small we are such a small territory 
and we have so many things in common that there's no reason why we shouldn't say we are family. Yeah. If yeah. that makes sense. So For to sure. Samoa Joe, we're family. But he already knows that. You heard that. If you ever watched this, you know what it is. Now, before, because it's crazy how the time just flows and you don't even realize it. But before we get out of here, I want to ask you about something that we've been talking about, and it's a little bit serious. Sure. We did a whole episode about it. Um, I don't, you're probably familiar with the whole speaking out thing. And obviously it's going on with the, uh, the ladies talking about um, inappropriate behavior towards them. But also, uh, we talked to Duke the Dumpster Josie last episode, and we talked about even ribbing and things like that have changed. Yeah. So what do you think about how the, just in general how the business has changed from what we can do even in 2010 compared to now and how it's looked at? You know what I mean? So full disclosure, I have not been watching wrestling since I left. Not necessarily on purpose. It wasn't because of a spite thing. It wasn't because I felt jaded or anything like that. I just, I, I don't know why I fell out from it. But I know from when I wrestled all the way to, all the way back to when I was a, 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 a fan of it. I think my own opinion is that everybody has a chance to be able to prove themselves equally. Whether you're a man or whether you're a woman, that should not matter. A person who carries themselves as a human being who is trying to do what they are doing to better themselves and to be able to create something that this industry needs is more important than putting yourself out there as meat um in the movement of me too and the 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 the, the mistreatment of women in general um it's disheartening because i got to tell you i i've known many women in my life from from the from the woman who raised me all the way to the woman that I'm with now and the, 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 and many women that I have seen over the course of my life. Um, this doesn't, this doesn't just apply to wrestling. This is, this applies in, 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 in the whole, in general. Um, women are very strong. Women can be um, equal in many, many ways to, to men my question here is how do you put your how do you and it's not just for this this question isn't just a woman question but it's also a man question because men can be whores too let's be honest men can be whores to to the trade how do you put yourself out there what are your boundaries how do you work toward being recognized as someone that someone needs to take seriously man and woman how do you put yourself out there that people are going to look at and and not only see that you're that you're putting yourself out there with integrity and with honor 
how do you put yourself out there and succeed by keeping your values to to keep your values and to keep who you are as a person is tough especially in that industry but ultimately you have to decide how how you're going to see yourself in say five, 10 years, 20 years. Do you want the beginning of your career in such a huge industry to be muddled and marred with controversy? Or do you want to keep true in your values, in your standpoints? Will it agree with the, with the corporation? Will it not? That's that that that's that's a huge thing. And unfortunately, women have a very tough time in a situation involving such a huge corporation and in such a uh, in the business. And to the women that are. Are, are trying to make something of themselves and I, I have to give I have to give a shout out to one particular one right now um, Mercedes Martinez I have known Mercedes Martinez for years she is without a doubt the real deal she is a yep. she has busted her ass for multiple years but if people don't know who that is let them know if you can Mercedes Martinez has been a a superstar in the indie circuit, and she is now a a major major force in NXT. And you need to pay attention to her, because that woman has worked her ass off to become the star that she is now. And she really needs to be put in a position where where she is doing more than just being an NXT star. She has worked her ass off. This is a person that should represent the company. And you know what I'm talking about, Vince. You know what I'm talking about, Hunter. This person has really, I mean, she has never compromised who she was. She's never changed the person that she has ever been. And I got to tell you, I, I, I would love to see more people more women like her in that in this industry because it, it's an amazing thing to see someone like that and it is someone that could guide a lot of new talent both men and women agreed. into this industry now agreed agreed no now that I've, now that i've talked like a, a shit ton on that <laughs> I'm glad you said that, man, but, but that is absolutely true. Um, you know, people, and, and, and that's a very important thing. A woman that is true to themselves and still rocks in the business and do what they do. Like, even right now, um, to talk about the current product, we got Bailey and Sasha Banks are the tag champions in a time where it's a pandemic. And you got, nobody's even really watching wrestling right now. The ratings are low. Mm. But those two well because there's nobody numbers. there's nobody watching live there's nobody right. able to see able to go to an event right right 
that's where they count the ratings. They're the only people that are drawing any type of ratings out of all the guys. You got great guys, you know, but it, it, it shows. It definitely showed you something, man. Yes. Well, it looks like Daryl got tackled in the uh, <laughs> control center. I don't know what's going on over there, man. Yeah, Daryl, you okay over there, man? Like, right, man. What happened? Oh my God, he got <laughs> speared. Is Goldberg on set? Shit. <laughs> what's that, you, man? <laughs> oh, I'm here. I'm here. You okay? Security. Live TV. Things happen here. It's terrible. It's terrible. We're breaking. We're breaking the system down. That's it. Please do before we get out of here for our first ever live episode. Well, you know what? I have to ask the question that you know that's often asked because you know you're here, Toy. I know you you talked a little bit about it on our other show, but since we're live, questions out there. What is your relationship like with the Rock? You guys hang out, you talk to each other. What's the relationship like? If you want me to be honest, we have no relationship. We haven't even been able to, to, to talk about anything because he is, number one, he's a busy man. He's obviously doing a bunch of shit all over the place. Um, but the, the second thing, is, and him, his mom and I talk whenever his mom has the chance to be able to talk because she jet sets with him and make sure that you know he keeps on the straight and narrow so it is what it is would i love to have a relationship with him absolutely but life is what it is and no matter what he is the man that he is i am the man that i am and we continue to live life the way that we live life so hopefully Hopefully that answers your question. If not, then I'll try to elaborate a little bit more. <laughs> I think that was good, man. Well, before we go out and get out of here, and once again, as always, thank you for Toa, because you're great every time. Um, normally we ask the guest about their Markout moment. That's Daryl's thing. But we talked about that with you last time. But mm. I must say, I had a Markout moment today. Okay. After we had you on a show last season, and we had Alpha Jr. We got a message today, um, and I don't want to say his name wrong, so I'm going to spell it out. V-A-I-T-A-N-O-A, Lloyd Annoy. That's my cousin Lloyd. He is L.A. Smooth. And he says, and I'm going to tell you, I, I, I inboxed the girl. It said, good show. You, a good show you guys have, Oops. At that moment, I marked out. I said, oh, my God, Daryl, we're unofficial members of the family, baby. He just called us oops, man. Yes. That's why yes. I don't need nothing else. Well, the show is over. We you done. already know. You already know. So the good thing is, okay, so uh, L.A. Smooth, he is a, a great guy. Um, he is all heart. He is a good wrestler. He is, a good, he is good when it comes to psychology. Being a psychological wrestler. He is a, a great guy to be to, to be around. And I'll tell you something. I miss, and I'm going to say this, and I hope, I hope that he's watching this. If he's not watching this now, I hope he watches this later. I miss you. I miss your family. And message me when you can so I can give you the number and let's, let's talk. Um, but uh, I think for you guys and the stories that he has, I think that you guys need to have him on your show next or at least at some point, 
he has some, I know he has some amazing, amazing stories. I know from his background and where he's come from and what he's done, I know he can tell you a bunch of stuff that you guys would mark out for. I know it. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, Toa, thank you. No. As always, we have a great time with you, man. Look, and I'm, I know it's just through social media, but besides this whole wrestling thing, you're my guy. We talk, you know that. You know you're no. my guy, man. No, likewise, man. And I really appreciate to to both you and to Daryl, I really appreciate you guys having me on the show. This is this is I, I enjoy being on here. This is fun. This is a lot of fun. And um and you know if there's any way that I can that I can kind of help with you guys and what you're doing because you're doing a great thing. You really are. You're 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 bringing to light a lot of people in the in the wrestling industry that really need to be brought out they need to have a voice they need to to be able to talk about these things and and have uh, uh these conversations with people and and this live live performance is amazing because this will give people a chance to be able to ask questions to be able to really dig into the meat of what people want and what people are are, are want to know about about the business about how they came about how they do things this is really, I hope that you guys keep doing what you're doing right now. This, this particular podcast format now, this particular thing is important. You guys need to do this. Keep doing it because people need to keep, people need to be able to ask questions and they need to be able to do this in a way where you guys will shine lights on people like myself, people like anybody that comes on your show and also for you guys, so that you guys can keep doing what you do best. And it's always an honor to be on you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We really do appreciate that, man. And Toa, once we close out, don't leave because we got to talk to you for a second. But. Oh, fine. <laughs> you know what it is. But before we go, we got to do what we do. We ring the bell. You know what it is. You got 60 seconds. You can talk about what you got coming up. You can inspire people, whatever you do. Right. Toa Maya Via, go ahead and ring the bell. Ding, ding. All right, Apollo Creed, here's what we're doing. So we've got MTM. Why did I have to see your ass? No, I'm st- Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey. well, that was funny. That was funny as shit. All right. So edit, here's that the- edit that out, Daryl. All right. Nope, nope. There's no editing here, some bitch. Yeah. So anyway. Real quick, making the music is turning around and doing their thing. We're posting up a bunch of music over on, uh, over on our Facebook page. We're going to start posting stuff on YouTube very shortly, and we're about ready to start rocking out with a brand-new EP. We have about several songs that are coming up. We're also, uh, I'm also working with a, a beautiful group, uh, Sold Out, which we're about ready to have our first meeting together uh, in about two weeks. Um, we're about ready to, to rock it out and start pulling out some amazing music over there. Um, uh, PMT, thank you very much. Public Music Television. Um, I want uh, th- those guys need heavy exposure there, and we all need to support them because I'll tell you what, they're trying to do an amazing thing for the people over in North Carolina when it comes to music and when it comes to live live uh, performance. So. 
uh, let's see, uh, to my, the Onawai family, to my entire family, but uh, in, in every region of the Reign of Fire. I hope that I'm a good representation for you guys. And if I'm not, I know you'll let me know. Um, and to you guys, I, I got to say thank you. Thank you very much for, for having me and letting me be a part of what you're doing. I, I truly do appreciate it. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully I could do it again and here, here to season three when that comes. Most definitely, most definitely. Well, Daryl, we went live, man. Man, live. Like I said, live on Cook Raw. Man, it was a great show. Man, Toa, Toa did his thing here. He wasn't nervous about being live. He let loose. And I, I think we got an invitation to some pig rolls too, right? That's oh, yes. If we're, if, we're, if we're in, we want the pig roll. Don't deny man. it. Don't deny it, man. You better get over there and get some pig. You Let's better get, get some I'm pig. There. I'm there. Well, <laughs> so, as always, guys, thank you for checking us out of the Wrestle Heroes and Insiders podcast, a.k.a. The Whip Show. You know what to do. You can check us out. Well, this episode was live on Wednesdays. We're going to start doing more live episodes, so don't worry. But you can check it out also on Fridays on anchor.fm slash the whip show spotify itunes google play or wherever you listen to your podcast at check us out on youtube the whip show podcast oh. follow us on instagram at the whip show podcast and if you have any guests you would like on the show you know what to do email us oh. whip show podcast at gmail.com and toa has his hand up like he's in I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying not to be disrespectful. I'm so oh, sorry. <laughs> Listen, I'm, uh, I'm about ready to start up my own podcast too. I'm, uh, it's still in the works, but uh, as soon as everything gets put together, uh, I'm going to start spreading out to you guys and start spreading out to Facebook, Instagram, uh, 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 Twitter, as many people as I can. Um, it's going to have a very eclectic bunch of people. Sorry, I, I just don't know why it just clicked now. I'm sorry, but uh, oh, shit, it might be this. <laughs> I mean, Daryl, if he's going to have a podcast, I mean, it's not like he doesn't know two wrestling guys that would love to be on his show. I'm just saying. Right on. All right, man. Make sure you definitely, uh, Toa, when you get that started, let us know so we can go ahead and push that on our end, too, because, you know, support, baby. You already know what it is, man. Thank you, brother. Well, you know what it is, guys. I am Deshaun Whip Dog Whipple, and I'm here with my partner. Devastating Daryl Pace. Oh, Talk to him. And we had Toa Maya Via. You know what it is, and we will see you next time on the Wrestling Heroes and Insiders podcast, a.k.a. The Whip Show. Take care, guys. <laughs>